Welcome to the Intuitive Therapist Podcast with Janice R. Cohen, therapist, clairvoyant, empath, and medium. Listen in as she takes a no-nonsense deep dive into real human struggles and how to resolve them. Janice will share channeled information from her spirit guide team, as well as the angels and archangels, to help you master your emotional, physical, financial, and spiritual destiny. And now, Janice R. Cohen. Hey, y'all. This is Janice Cohen, the intuitive therapist here on the Intuitive Therapist Podcast. The word narcissist is thrown about often. And while most people, I think, show signs of self-centeredness and even some mean-spirited behavior, the label, in my mind, isn't warranted as often as it's given. And I think many people who encounter others who look out for themselves first or who take their time responding back to us, you know, just very self-indulgent, or who aren't as considerate of others, become incorrectly labeled as narcissists. Uh, I think there are a lot of people who feel like, you know, if somebody is overly self-confident or rejects us or whatever it is, narcissist, the word narcissist uh, is just really kind of thrown about. So that said, there are many people really who are true narcissists. And today I'm going to talk about those people. I'm also going to talk about how you can clearly delineate between a selfish and self-centered gesture and true narcissism. And I'm also going to give you empaths, uh, suggestions about how you can help yourself when you encounter them. Because we do, we get caught up as empaths uh, uh, in uh, with narcissists. We are literally their opposite. And that's why we get sucked in. I'm also going to talk about how to identify when you're being gaslighted uh, and what to do. Both of these scenarios, uh, a narcissist and a gaslighter uh, requires a person to call on both their intuitive truth and their inner strength to self-advocate to get out of a toxic relationship or situation. Empaths are prime targets of both of these kinds of people, uh, gaslighters and narcissists, and we have to be vigilant about how we take care of our own needs first so that we aren't traumatized or harmed in the wake of these types of emotional manipulation and exploitation. And I want to give you a really great resource to check into if you're an empath who struggles not only with narcissists and gaslighters, and, but, but just in general. Uh, if, because unless and until you learn how to um, handle and relate better to your empathy, um, you're going to go kind of nuts. Like, really. I always tell people all the time, that unless I ground and uh, shield myself, it's kind of like when I go into Walmart or a big store, I literally get overwhelmed and I have to literally stop and breathe and uh, and not get so overstimulated. Uh, so Dr. Judith Orloff is a psychiatrist with uh, who is also a psychic and she specializes in helping empaths navigate the world. Um, I discovered her years ago. She is just a uh, fantastic resource. Um, and she has a blog. She's written books. She has programs that can help empaths. So please visit her site at um, www.drjudithorloff.com. So that's 
J-U-D-I-T-H-O-R-L-O, F is in Frank, F is in Frank, JudithOrloff.com. Um, listen to this. Arguing with a narcissist is like getting arrested. Everything you say can and will be used against you. So those of you uh, who have encountered a narcissist, who have been in a relationship with narcissists, the statement couldn't be more accurate. A narcissist is someone uh, who has buried his true self-expression or her true self-expression in response to early injuries and replaced it with highly developed compensatory false beliefs about themselves. According to psychologist Stephen Johnson, he says that this alternate persona often comes across as grandiose, above others, self-absorbed, and highly conceited. Can you think of one person who emulates and embodies this? Well, the last president we had, Trump, is a narcissist. And that should give you a sense of what a narcissist is if you haven't ever encountered one. Gaslighting is a form of persistent manipulation and brainwashing that causes the victim to doubt her or himself and to ultimately lose one's own sense of perception, identity, and self-worth. Um, and a gaslighter's statements and accusations are often based on deliberate falsehoods and calculated marginalization. That's key. Everything that you uh, say, do, feel is marginalized as if it really doesn't matter or it just doesn't make sense. Um, I have been <clears throat> lucky enough in my life to have um, not only been, uh, I've encountered gaslighters and um, narcissists, but I have been in relationships with them. And you'll go freaking nuts, I'll tell you. Um, so the thing is, I, I found this really fascinating. Did you know that the term gaslighting was derived from the 1944 film called Gaslight? And in this film, the husband tries to convince his wife that she is insane by causing her to question herself and her reality. That's where it really came from. And gaslighting happens more often than people think. And it's really a slippery slope to live with. Because if you're married to somebody who uh, is really good at this, or you've been with somebody for a long time, you, they slowly start to chip away at your certainty. And they do it in such a way to make you question your thinking, your believing, everything. And, and you, you somehow start to throw out what you knew for sure. Um, gaslighters and narcissists, oddly enough, they have some traits in common. And I'm going to share some of them with you. But bear in mind that not all narcissists and gaslighters possess every characteristic that I talk about. <clears throat> but chronic narcissists and gaslighters are likely to exhibit at least several of these, uh, these regular um, traits on a regular basis. So here's one. They frequently lie and exaggerate. They lift themselves up by putting other people down. They distort facts, are adept at creating deliberate falsehoods. They are adept at character assassination. They are adept at negative coercions. And while narcissists lies and exaggerates to boost their fragile self-worth, the gaslighter does so to augment their domination and control. That's kind of the difference. 
So gaslighters will make you start to question whether or not you've said something, whether or not they said something. They'll really try to undo the truth because they need to be in control. And narcissists will uh, exaggerate. They will uh, lie. They will add details to stories. They will consider themselves above above all else because they need to boost their self-worth. So remember that as I move, move forward today. The second uh, trait is that they rarely admit their flaws and they're highly aggressive when they're criticized. These people have thin skins and they can't take res uh, responsibility for their bad behaviors. Narcissists will throw a temper tantrum. And I, it's so funny, I want you to keep thinking of Trump just all the times that he has shown up in these ways that I'm talking about. Narcissists will throw a temper tantrum, make excuses, deny, blame, leave, or sulk, or give you the silent treatment. Gaslighters nearly always resort to esca uh, escalation by doubling or tripling down on their false accusations. In other words, they're going to dig their heels in and say, absolutely not. There's no question. I know I didn't say that. You're just imagining it. You need to listen better. You never listen. Uh, and their coercions to intimidate or oppress their opponent. Okay. Number three, they project a false image. Both of these types of people project false images, project false images of themselves, um, where their images are idealized of themselves in order to hide their inner insecurities. Of course, that makes sense, right? The trophy complex is synonymous with narcissists where they like to impress others by making themselves look good physically, romantically, sexually, socially, religiously, financially, materially, professionally, academically, and culturally, and by whatever means, right? So their underlying message is, I am better than you. Look how special I am. Gaslighters often create an idealized self-image of being the dominant suppressive alpha male or female in personal relationships at work or in high profile positions in society. They see themselves falsely as all powerful and strong, capable of dishing out judgments and penalties at will. Their internal boost comes at the price of marginalizing others. They too lack empathy and humanity. Both of these types of people feel entitled to boundary violations. Many take pride in their destructive behaviors, which provide them with a hollow and desperate sense of superiority and privilege. It's pretty sad. Number four, the practice, they practice emotional invalidation and coercion. I'll explain what that is. They enjoy spreading and rousing negative emotions in order to feel powerful. In other words, they like to screw with you so that you get triggered and then they kind of back off they get satisfaction from uh, getting a rise out of you. And they keep you insecure and off balance. This is what gaslighters do. They habitually invalidate others' thoughts, feelings, and priorities. They show little remorse for causing people in their life pain, right? Because they don't take blame. They blame their victims for having caused their own victimization. How twisted and fucked up is that, right? So here's an example. You wouldn't get yelled at if you weren't so stupid right? Both of these types of people, narcissists and uh, gaslighters, they have unpredictable mood swings and they'll become upset at any side of independence and self-affirmation. 
If somebody says, well, who do you think you are? They do not like it when you disagree with their views or if you fail to meet their expectations, which you could never meet, by the way. Uh, they are sensitive to criticism and they are quick to judge others. Number five, they are manipulative. Shocker, right? They make decisions to uh, for others to suit their own agenda, right? Uh, narcissists use guilt, blame, and victimhood as manipulative devices. Gaslighters psychologically manipulate others through persistent distortion of the truth, okay? With the intentions of causing their victims to question themselves and feel less confident, okay? Narcissists are self-serving uh, because um, they need to achieve something to elevate themselves. Uh, gaslighters uh, mess with people's heads so that they can feel better. When other people doubt themselves, the gaslighter feels better. Gaslighters' manipulations are often highly aggressive with punitive measures given towards those who fail to obey, right? So they get punished. Perhaps the biggest distinction that I figured out between the two is that narcissists use and exploit and gaslighters dominate and control. The narcissist does so to compensate for a desperate sense of deficiency of being unloved as the real self. In other words, they weren't naturally loved for who they were, so they had to overcompensate and become somebody else, a fake self, to get the love that they didn't get. And the gaslighter does so uh, to hide their ever-present insecurity of being powerless and losing control. So they will often pick on very vulnerable people, very sensitive people. And these two kinds of people kind of like have a sixth sense of, uh, we'll, call, we'll call somebody a, a weaker person, a more vulnerable, emotional person. Now that you have some sense of the differences and similarities between the two, here's what you can do to help yourself. Empaths, listen up, because this is so important for you to hear, because you, we, are the most vulnerable and prone to engaging with these two types of people. We get caught in their web. But why are empaths notoriously drawn to unhealthy relationships with narcissists and gaslighters? That's a great question, isn't it? Imagine hearing these things from a person you love. You're crazy. That never happened. That's not right. You're remembering things all wrong. I have no idea what you were talking about. I never said that. Oh, come on, you're just overreacting. You misunderstood me. That's not what I said. There, you know, there is often just enough truth to the narcissist and the gaslighter's perspective to thoroughly confuse the empath. It's, it's bizarre. And I think back on my experiences and I'm literally seeing the people who were like that in my life and the shit they would say to me that would, it would just doubt, make me doubt just enough that I would back off from confronting that which I knew in my gut had happened. They will derail the conversation distracting the person from pushing the narcissist or gaslighter from owning up to their behavior. I guess I'm such a terrible partner, right? That's what the gaslighter and narcissist would say. Woe is me. Let me deflect, right? So here is why uh, the empaths are so susceptible to these people. I'm going to share with you several reasons for, okay, 
And then I'm going to talk to you about how to shift the dynamic. So first, empaths are extremely perceptive. Like we pick up on shit other people don't, right? So because we can genuinely see and feel the alternative reality that the narcissist and gaslighters create, it creates what's called cognitive dissonance between the empath's actual experience and the narcissist and gaslighter's version of the, of the uh, events. So cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as it relates to behavioral decisions and attitudinal change. What that really means is your gut saying, I know I'm right. And then cognitively, you're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm not. That's cognitive dissonance. Another example of it is when an abuser professes love uh, and divines a marriage date with their partner. And then the abuser suddenly makes a comment saying, yeah, I, I didn't say we were ever going to get married. What are you talking about? I never said any of that. But you have literally talked about a date. Okay. Empaths, the second reason, can see and feel beyond the surface. We see the true and higher selves of the narcissist and gaslighter underneath the harmful words and actions. So we see the potential and the good in a person in hopes that they will change. Potential is a dangerous rung to hang your hat on in a relationship. Do not ever get bound up with someone because of their potential. It means nothing. Action means everything. Number three, we empaths tend to be self-sacrificing. Empaths tend to focus on the needs, emotions, and experiences of the other person rather than their own. They are often chronic people pleasers, and because of this, uh, they are easily manipulated. Yep, 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 and yep, and yep. So, um, hey, look, we self-sacrifice, and that's not a terribly bad thing, but when it's to our detriment and we actually forget ourselves, uh, then it is a bad thing. Number four, we empaths despise conflict and disharmony. And by abandoning our own needs, we prevent conflict and allow the narcissist or gaslighter to avoid meeting fault or failure. It's really a match made in hell. Yes, I still do it. Yes, I've shifted, uh, but it's so hard. It's really hard. Uh, I have no problem dealing with somebody, confronting somebody, but uh, trust me, uh, I don't want to pull uh, the bull out. I'm, I'm a Taurus, so whenever I need that bull to come out, she comes out. But typically, you know what? If I don't need to fight with you, I'm not going to fight with you. So to shift these dynamics, somebody has to own up to the drama and get resolved with their own trauma. Just And just to let you know, it ain't going to be the narcissist or the gaslighter. Okay? Uh, narcissists, gaslighters, and empaths tend to come from the same place of childhood ancestral and cultural trauma. So most empaths won't leave this unhealthy situation unless they've worked on themselves enough to stand strong. Most will attempt to fix the situation and stay in the abusive cycle and change who they are to fit in with the unyielding and unattainable expectations of the gaslighter or narcissist. This is codependency at its best. So those of you who are uh, empaths, who are in these relationships that are twisted, toxic, distorted, and you're like, oh, well, I'll just walk on eggshells a little bit more. 
And oh, well, if I do things right, then maybe I won't be yelled at today. Or uh, no, like y'all got to get out of that. By any means necessary, y'all got to get out of that. So no matter how good, kind, patient, or helpful you are, my friend, nothing will make a narcissist or gaslighter heal or change unless they want to. That's a truth for everybody. But with this particular uh, type of person, can't do shit to change him. There's an, you can't be good enough. You'll never be good enough. Even if you were perfect, they would find fault because it's too competitive for them. Shaming you into staying is the key characteristic of these types of people. They may threaten to hurt themselves, promise you that they'll change, give you the silent treatment until you make up with them and fix things on your end. Remember that empathy is the antithesis of narcissists and gaslighters. So here's what you can do. One, probably one of the hardest things of all for an empath to do. Ignore them like you're dealing with a bully. They can get no satisfaction if you don't respond. Two, don't fight with them. That is what they want. The minute they hook you into defending yourself, you are screwed. Three, their criticism is about them, not you. Do not personalize what they say to you. Four, set clear boundaries. Use clear communication very concretely. Say what you mean directly. Five, trust your gut feelings. Our bodies tell us when something is off and not right. Six, this is important. Do not convince yourself that your unconditional love can change a narcissist or gaslighter. They won't have any epiphany where they realize their fault in their ways. Narcissists and gaslighters are morally bankrupt individuals who do not appreciate the things other people do for them. Instead, they feel completely entitled to whatever love and devotion is directed towards them. People are disposable to the gaslighter and the narcissist. And they are consistently scouting for new supply resources to feed their egos and their justifications. Those of you who are in relationships with people like this, you are seeing every single thing I'm talking about. And, and you are in a uh, messed up pattern because you aren't ignoring them. You're not getting sucked uh, into, you're not avoiding that, getting sucked into fighting. Um, you're not setting clear boundaries and you're not leaving the relationship. So you got to really think about how much more you want your uh, sense of self to be chipped away uh, at the expense of, um, you know, you. There's so many other people out there who are healthy. And if you can get out of that relationship and work on yourself, you can find a much healthier relationship. If you recognize patterns like this in you and your relationship, there's only one thing to do. Get the hell out of that relationship as fast as you can. Let your friends help you. Get into therapy to work on your wounds and to develop courage to leave and stand on your own. You will never fix a person unless they want your help and, they, and they'll want to fix themselves, right? Potential means nothing. Action means everything. Love yourself more than the abuse you get and take steps to get your self-respect back because I guarantee you, you do not have self-respect if you're in a relationship with a narcissist or a gaslighter. I know it's hard to become entangled from a sick and toxic relationship. 
I've been there and done that, but you can do it. All you need to do is reach out a hand to a therapist, coach, counselor, or really competent, healthy friend, and they will take the next steps with you. I hope today has been helpful. This topic is a real hot topic. If you in any way feel like you are connected with someone like this, a narcissist or gaslighter, please reach out to somebody you trust. Get some help to get out of that relationship so that you can uh, get back to being healthy. I wish you a blessed day, a wonderful week, and as always, live intuitively. And uh, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to send them to me. Also, please feel free to hop on iTunes and rate Uh, and write a review of the podcast. I love seeing all the comments. I'm just so grateful. Love you much and see you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Intuitive Therapist. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in. 